And welcome to the One Truth Podcast. I'm Aaron, and uh, we're going to be covering a second part to the uh, previous episode talking about uh, Antichrist. And um, I'm probably not going to do much more. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, all the preachers that I've got on this list here that um, are TV preachers. And uh, basically what we're going to discuss is what they preach is uh, the way to salvation and uh, compare that to what the Bible says. So, again, it's not my opinion. This is 100% what the Bible says, uh, which is what we're going to go by. So let's take a look at the list that I compiled. And and for those of y'all that maybe didn't listen to the previous episode or didn't remember, when I call them antichrists uh, or, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes, I would say they're they're um, high up in the army of the devil. Um, this is all pointed to from Scripture. So if you go to 1 John 2.21, uh, he writes, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. In verse 22, he says, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And then Second John 7, he says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. So those two passages are talking about denying either that Jesus is the Christ or that Jesus came in the flesh. And this is going to take a minute for you all to put this this connection together but um you know Jesus is the word uh you know Jesus is the word it says that many times in the bible and being that Jesus is the word if you are denying any part of that word then that means you're denying Christ um you know you couldn't uh deny some part of something that I believe or that I tell everybody that it's about me um, without having basically denied me in you know altogether so when someone decides to deny part of the scripture they're denying Christ Um, when we read that Philip preached unto the eunuch Christ he had to have preached Christ in his entirety Um, And obviously his entirety included the plan of salvation, and that's why the the eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch in um, Acts Acts 8 verse uh, 37 when he says, you know, um, asks him for the confession of faith, um, and then they go down to the water and he's baptized, you know, he preached unto him Jesus, meaning he preached him in his entirety. And part of that is the plan of salvation, because that was the whole purpose for Jesus coming to this earth was to die for our sins so that we would have forgiveness of sin, that we would have a way to get to heaven, um, because heaven is a place that sin has never entered into. Um, let's read on. I got another scripture here. It's Second Timothy 4.1. It says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap up to themselves teachers, 
having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do not work of, or do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. You know, earlier on, he says to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And that's really what I'm doing here is rebuking this script or this uh, doctrine that these preachers are professing out into the world. And they've got a lot of people that are listening to them. Um, and, you know, I'm using sound doctrine. I'm using the Bible to reprove or rebuke what they're saying to these people. So last time we talked about Billy Graham. Uh, he was a Southern Baptist preacher. Um, I've got on this list, and I, I'll group them together. So um, on this list, I've got Billy Graham was a Southern Baptist. We have Charles Stanley is a Southern Baptist. And we have Rick Warren, who was a Southern Baptist. Now, the churches that they go to don't, or that they preach at don't necessarily say that they're Southern Baptist, and it's definitely not in the name of their churches. Um, but that is the doctrine in which they preach from. And if we go to the first one that was on the list, which was uh, Charles Stanley um, and Rick Warren, both of them are preaching, uh, we'll go to Rick Warren, to his Saddleback Church here, um, and the steps that he has for um, salvation. Uh, the first one he says, pray to God. Uh, watch the, this video that he has from Rick Warren, and he explains uh, faith and faith leads you in prayer of salvation. And then he says in, in uh, the second step, baptism is an important way to publicly express your faith in Jesus. Okay, that is not scripture at all. There isn't a plan of, or there isn't a prayer of salvation. There's no sinner's prayer. You cannot find it. I'm going to challenge anybody who actually listens to this podcast. If you go to some church who says the sinner's prayer or tells people to pray and that's where they're saved, you ask your preacher to, to tell you exactly where the scripture says that prayer. It's not in there. If somebody points to the very beginning of their Bible, it's because some man has added some little page to the beginning of the Bible. It's not scriptural. And then for them to say that baptism is a way to express their faith, again, that's not scriptural at all. In fact, if we want to know what the Bible says about baptism specifically, it's very easily. If you've got your Bible on you right now, I'm going to direct you to 1 Peter. All right. So go to 1 Peter 3 and verse 21. So let's go see what 1 Peter 3.21 says. Oh, well, it says here, uh, in verse 21, and this is, I'm reading from the King James Bible, it says, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we can read in Romans where in Romans 6, where it tells us that in baptism is where we're crucified just as Christ was crucified on that cross. So um, if you're going to this Saddleback Church, you're going to a church that's not preaching the truth, and uh, you need to question people, uh, or you need to stop going there. Um, to be honest with you, if you're going to a church that's not preaching the truth, 
there's no point in being in that church because you're not gathering together the church, which is the body of Christ, because they're not, they're denying Christ. They're antichrist. This church is an antichrist church, the Saddleback Church, by the doctrine that they have on their website and by this preacher, Rick Warren, who preaches. I don't care if anybody gets mad about this. Uh, it's not slanderous. I'm taking his own words and comparing it to what the Bible actually says. And obviously what he's saying is not what the Bible says. Um, let's go to the next preacher here. We had Charles Stanley. Uh, Charles Stanley is another, um, I think he's like a TV figure or something. I don't, I don't really watch any of these TV preachers. But So what's going to be easier to uh, find out what it preaches is to go to the website that his church has um and he's preacher or was the preacher at first baptist atlanta and when you go to their page uh you can click on uh about fba and when you go to the about there's a statement of faith and they've got all these things that they've got listed here about you know what they believe uh and down here at number eight it says salvation and um this is what they say. We believe that the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross provides the sole basis for forgiveness of sin and salvation, which is the free gift of God's grace. Salvation is effective by the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit and cannot be secured by man's works or personal merit. Salvation is only appropriated by a person placing his faith in the finished work of Christ. Repentance is a turning towards God and away from sin and is part is part of but not separate from believing faith the gospel is the power of god's salvation to everyone who believes and those who receive jesus christ by faith are born again have their sins forgiven become children of god are new creations in christ and are sealed by the holy spirit unto the day of redemption keeping by the power of god or kept by the power of god all right so a <laughs> couple things here. Um, what they said about um, receiving grace by faith is 100% true. Um, you know, I can have faith all day long that my truck is going to take me down the road, but until I actually use that faith, I act on that faith, it does me no good. So the way you act on that faith is by repenting, confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of living God. And, th and these come directly from Jesus. Jesus says, repent or you're perished. Jesus says, if you don't confess me before a man, I won't confess you before my Father. Jesus says in Mark 16, 16, he who believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He who believeth not shall be damned. They said nothing about baptism. The other thing that they did is they said that, uh, uh, what does it say here? Are sealed by the Holy Spirit unto the day of redemption, being kept by the power of God. So, again, this is a Baptist doctrine. So, you know, whether you call yourself Baptist or not, that's a whole nother uh, can of worms there, too, because John the Baptist didn't die on the cross for you. Only Christ did, and that kind of falls along with when uh, Paul uh, was rebuking people for saying, I'm of Apollos because Apollos didn't die on the cross for them. They were looking towards the people who baptized them and saying that they're followers of them when in reality you're a follower of Christ if you're a Christian. So 
Secondly, um, if you're Southern Baptist, Free Will Baptist, whatever kind of Baptist, if you want to go on their websites and look at their doctrine, their doctrine does not profess that baptism is where you meet the blood of Christ. And that being the case, their doctrine is not scriptural and is of the devil. Because once again, it's denying Christ. Because if you deny any of the scripture, you are denying Christ because he is the word. And that means you're antichrist. And there's not an in-between. You're either for God or you're against God. And if you're against God, then that means you're on the side of the devil. So you can go ahead and, you know, chalk yourself up to being a part of the army of Satan, if that's the case. Um, and then well, the funny thing is, is they, they list some scriptures here. They list Romans 1, 16. They list Romans 10, 9, 9 through 10, Romans 8, 14 through 17. Um, they list all these scriptures in Romans, but they skip over the part in Romans where it tells you that baptism is where you meet the blood of Christ. Um, and this is what's so confusing. They'll sit there and quote all these different scriptures. And for those that sit in these churches, you know, you're responsible for your own faith and salvation. You know, they're responsible for the fact that they're preaching uh, doctrine, which is against God. Uh, but you're also responsible for going and opening this book. You know, the early church, they didn't have that. There was a lot of people who couldn't read and they didn't necessarily have all the scriptures. And they had to rely on uh, the apostles and those who were made deacons and elders to watch over the church in the beginning. And they had to rely on them for the scripture. But we don't have to rely on anybody for the scripture. We've got it in front of us. And, you know, they list all these different verses in Romans, but they skip over Romans 6, right? And if we go to Romans 6, 3, it says, Know ye not. This is Paul speaking to the church um, in Rome, right? These are Christians. It says, Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he, he that is dead is freed from sin. Okay, it's pretty clear there that it's saying that the old man of sin is dead in baptism. If you're saved by saying a little prayer like they want to tell you, and then later on you're baptized to show, uh, what do they say? It's an outward expression of the inward change. Then you should be without sin. Why is this sitting here telling us that in baptism, the old man of sin is crucified just as Jesus was crucified? I mean, that tells you that they're not giving you the full plan of salvation and they're telling you stuff that's false. I'm telling you right now, everybody on this list, you can go to any of the, uh, the websites for whatever your church's denomination is. Um, and you can see that it's not scriptural. 
So far, we've got three preachers here that are Southern Baptist preachers, and every single one of them tell you to say this little sinner's prayer. Every single one of them tells you that baptism is not where you meet the blood of Christ, and every single one of them are of the devil. I can tell you right now, if you're sitting your hind in in a church that preaches any of this, then you might as well just stay home and get a little bit of extra rest or go out and enjoy time or do whatever you want to do. Because if you're just going to continue to sit there, you're going to continue until the day that the Lord comes back or until you die and go to hell. Because that's what's going to happen. And you're 100% responsible. It says that every single one of us are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And apparently y'all don't have any fear of God. Otherwise, you would be following the Bible. So let's go down this list. We've got all these other preachers that are non-denominational. And they're going to say the same thing. we got Robert Morris. We have Joel Olstein, We have T.D. Jakes. We have Creflo Dollar. Chuck Swindell, Andy Stanley, John MacArthur. Now, John MacArthur, it, it says he's Reformed Protestant. Um, I don't really know what that means. Um, some of these weird names that they have for some of these uh, denominations or churches or whatever you want to call them uh, don't make a whole lot of sense to me. But um, I know that uh, one of the ones that we had listed on there uh, was... Uh, let me go back to this list again here for the non-denominationals was um, Robert Morris. So Robert Morris is a preacher at a pretty big church uh, called the Gateway Church in Texas, and it's non-denominational. Um, and I go onto their website again, put in salvation and um, go through here to find exactly what it says. And uh, once again, it's saying that you say a prayer. Um, it's, it's saying that uh, you receive Jesus Christ by believing in your heart that he is the Son of God and the Redeemer of mankind by confessing with your mouth that your love and commitment to him. These two responses constitute the act of receiving faith. Okay, that, that's all baloney. Um, you, can't, you can't say a prayer and receive salvation. It's not scriptural. Nobody's done that. You point to anybody who said a prayer and was saved anywhere in the New Testament, and it, it doesn't show up. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure why. Well, I know why. Because they don't want you to have to be baptized. Because then that means that they've got to sit there at every service if people really do believe. And, and these mega churches are going to be there for quite a while while they baptize all these people. Um, so, all right, there's there's another denominational church that's baloney um, that doesn't preach anything. That's the truth. Uh, we can go to, um, you know, I, I'm not going to waste my time. I, I, again, um, I'm just going to challenge every single person that's listening to this for them to go to their preacher. Um, if their church has a website, you go to your church's website and look for what they say. Usually it's in the about, uh, you click on about the church and normally somewhere in there, it'll say something about their faith or about what they believe with salvation. And if it doesn't point to that you must, one, be repentant, well, that you have to have faith, that you believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God, you repent, you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, then straightway you're baptized that same hour, 
Everybody that was saved in the New Testament, that same hour they were baptized. You can read about Cornelius. You know, I just talked about earlier the um, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch. When he professed that Jesus Christ was the Son of the living God, they went down into the water. Um, everybody was saved after they confessed, right? When they Not after they were confessed, but after they confessed, they went down into the water and they came up a new person. You know, I just read the scripture in Romans. I read the scripture in Peter, 1 Peter 3.21, where it's baptism that doth save us. Um, we know in Acts 2.38, uh, Peter tells everybody on the day of Pentecost that they need to be baptized, okay, for the remission of sin, for the removal of your sin. If you guys can't understand that, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but uh, these individuals on this list, Billy Graham, Charles Stanley, Rick Warren, Robert Morris, Joel Olstein, T.D. Jakes, Creeflo Dollar, Chuck Swindell, Andy Stanley, John MacArthur, and the list goes on and on. Every single one of these preachers, by looking at what they preach for salvation, is in the army of the devil. Because they're denying Christ, they're anti-Christ. And um, y'all don't need to follow a person. I mean, you got a Bible, open the Bible, read it, understand it, and then find a church that's going to preach the truth, that's going to follow the Bible. And if they're off on any of these things, challenge them, ask them why, all right? Because that's your responsibility. Every single one of us have to answer uh, for our own salvation. Again, the scripture says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's a race, but it's not a race against others. It's a race against time and against the devil, against sin, against the weakness of the flesh. And whether or not the guy next to you is doing better than you doesn't matter. It doesn't change you. Whether or not mom and dad followed the truth and you decide you just want to go out and raise Cain and, and do whatever doesn't matter. It's on you to make sure that you make it to heaven. And the only way you're going to do it is following the plan of salvation. Uh, this is it for this episode. Uh, I'm not going to go on to, to talk about any of the other preachers uh, anymore because I, I really don't feel like it's um, it's helping much if uh, if you've listened this long and you haven't gone back to your Bible to prove whether or not uh, the places that you're going to or the people that you're watching um, are preaching the truth, then me having multiple episodes on these individual preachers is not going to do much good. So um, tune in next time. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Bible and, uh, answer some more questions. Um, the next episode is actually going to be about a question that my Sunday school class, I teach a teen Sunday school class. Um, we talked about, uh, how many heavens have there been? Um, because we know that there was a heaven in the beginning where the devil and, um, his angels, uh, resided. We know that Jesus says that the place that he's going to prepare for us obviously wasn't ready because he said he was going to go prepare it. And we know that that place is a place that sin has never entered into. So that means there's at least two heavens. Um, and I think that we're going to find that there's um, there's been multiple heavens in the past. Uh, so we're going to search the scripture and answer that question. How many heavens have there been um, in the past? And how many heavens are there now? Uh, so hopefully you'll tune back into the One Truth Podcast where we always look to the truth, which is the word, for everything that we talk about. God bless and continue doing the good work.